This is a program about going deeper. It's about creating a culture of learning. It's about putting apostolic feet to prophetic hope. It is our mission to purposefully equip the world to transform their region with God's love. We want to create an atmosphere of divine influence to the nations by walking in the power of His Holy Spirit with a faith that shapes the future. Welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. Hey, welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. My name is Chris Bake. I'll be your host today. And I've got with me on the broadcast two amazing guests that I'm super excited to talk to today. First one is uh, a friend of the uh, broadcast, Johnny Enlow. We're so excited to have you on with us as well. Johnny, um, how are you doing today? I think there's a lot going on right now. There is a lot going on, a whole lot going on, but I'm doing well. <laughs> good, good. We've also got Joran Donovan who is a city planner for Nashville. And I'm super excited to talk to you, Joram, because you are actually doing what a lot of people say needs to happen. You're actually actually out there doing the real work as a city planner in a real city in this country. And so I'm super excited that you've taken a little bit of time to be with us on this broadcast today as well. And I'm assuming you're also coming from the Nashville area. Is that where you're located? That's correct, yes. I work awesome. in the city of Nashville. I live in Franklin. Okay, awesome. And how long have you been doing that? So I've been working for the city of Nashville for about three years. Um, okay. But I've been working in city planning or planning in general for almost 10 years. I started as a contractor for the federal government, actually. And okay. then I realized that my passion was really in local communities and local government. And yeah. so that's what I've been doing ever since. That is fantastic. Now, there's a very specific reason why we want to have somebody such as yourself that's actually doing the real work in local government. And I'd love it, Johnny, maybe if you would kind of set the stage for us and, um, and really why, why is it so important to talk to somebody like um, uh, Jordan in this particular time right now? Well, you know, Chris, what we want to do with these, this particular RISE event and really our last ones as well, is not just to, um, you know, speak with well-known, uh, whether they're prophetic voices or other voices or theoreticians even, but practitioners. And so uh, when we talk to Joran here, we're, we're talking to, uh, as you already heard, three years in one capacity, 10 years in another. This is a practitioner of, of what we call, you know, Seven Mountain Assignment, and um, right. it's the assignment outside of the church. And, you know, he's had to um, overcome uh, being the typical uh, believer. He has to overcome, you know, the thoughts and he, people recognize leadership and anointing on him. And the reason right. I know this, we had we had a we had a, a coffee get together earlier today. So I really like Jordan already. But you you'll pick up right away. He has a presence and anointing on him. It's easy in the body of Christ to pick up on that. Say, oh, wow, this guy should be in, quote, ministry and think he should be preaching in a platform. <laughs> but this is where presence and anointing has to go into a very practical part of the marketplace, the city itself, city planning. And so what I want to do, you know, as part of um introducing, we'll do an extended introduction, even though he said hi already, of Jorn, is there's an initial uh, paragraph 
in our interaction uh, with him, uh, that is just, I thought it was brilliant. I just loved it. That's why I even wa I wanted to uh, be able to meet with him as soon as possible, um, having a coffee. And he was, there was, we were just discussing, you know, what might, what might be his topic and the topic, uh, and I'm not even sure if this will end up being what his topic is. It probably will be, but kingdom cities. Now, just that mm -hmm. idea, kingdom cities is amazing. And then, uh, he said, I'd love to share my passion for the built environment, and how it provokes people to see God. I found through prayer that God has systems and strategies for our infrastructure, policies and procedures, and we get to implement his ideas and his ways. Well-designed cities. That concept itself is just brilliant. Well-designed cities make people feel safe and connected to each other. It improves overall quality of life, our economy, and brings a sense of well-being. Ultimately, it's bringing heaven on earth. I'd also love to share my experience with being a public servant in government. Throughout my career, I've shifted my thinking from having to do my job to being able to get to help others. Integrity, work ethic, and empathy for what others are going through has a powerful impact on people's lives, and I've seen this firsthand. I'd love to share some of my encounters with, uh, with this and hopefully inspire people to restore government. I love my job and feel deeply called to this. Uh, wow. I'm grateful for any chance I get to help others make the connection that God is so passionate about government and has a higher way of doing things. So come on. I just wasn't that awesome, Chris. Yeah. That's that so good. Awesome. Yeah. We need more so, of that. <laughs> yeah, I know. So Joran, just tell us a little bit about your journey. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when was the first time you knew you wanted to be a part of uh, the process of kingdom cities. Tell us just whatever part uh, yeah. you, you believe is relevant and helpful for us. Yeah, so I've always been interested in places and maps. I've spent most of my childhood looking at maps when other kids were out playing outside. And I've just been fascinated with why people live where they live and how it affects them. But I remember going into certain areas and communities around town where I was living at the time and just feeling the presence of God, feeling, like I said, my statement safe and calm. And it was just dawned on me that the built environment can actually provoke people to see God and to know God. And that was just such an interesting concept to me. Like you said, I became a Christian when I was some early 20s. And I had the belief that many people do that the highest place that you can be to serve God is some sort of leadership capacity in the church. And that's not really what I wanted to do. And I didn't feel like it aligned with my gifting or my calling. And so I pursued this uh, as a career first. And then I started to see it as more than just a career. I saw it as a, as a calling. Exactly. And that led me to work in government arenas where I saw there was a real need for uh, a culture shift. Uh, government cultures are not always the most inspiring. Um, and so being a part of bringing light and joy um, and passion and energy uh, and the things of Christ into government work atmospheres has wow. become another real passion of mine. Wow. That's so good. That's so good. I think one of the powerful things that you touched on is something that, you know, one of the main things that you teach about Johnny is that, the pinnacle of holiness is not to be the 
the missionary in the third world country. And then the business person is like a, a, a nasty heathen who can kind of redeem himself by giving money to the church, right? Like we're all called into these different seven spheres of society. I think that's so powerful. Um, and government's one of those, right? So Jordan, that's what you're talking about. And I think when people hear this, they're like, oh, that's great for somebody like Joran, but I don't know, like that seemed pretty scary. So did you feel like you were always called into this or did the Lord take you on a journey where it just became more and more prevalent and then you just took the leap into city government? Like, how did that work for you? Yeah, I, I kind of resisted it all at first um, because I was still struggling with that. Well, I'm a believer now. I need to be doing something in the church. I need to be doing something ministry um, oriented. And then I married someone who's, very involved with the global church. And that made me feel even more like I need to be doing something in ministry. But my closest friends um, saw this sort of calling on my life and really pushed me over the last five years, especially I'd say five to 10 years, but particularly the last five years um, just really pushed me to go in this direction and to see this, like I said, as a, as a calling instead of just a job in whatever capacity that looks like. Yeah. So how has that journey been? Like, has it been, have you felt, have you faced a lot of resistance as you've tried to step into that kind of arena? Um, but as a believer and not being, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Like? Yeah. I mean, the, the things of God don't always line up with today's government structure. I, I mean, first of all, I think there's sort of a perception of government that most people have, and it's that, it's either sort of this overreaching um, big brother, backhanded, dirty politics type thing, or it's the general service jobs where you clock in, clock out, do the bare minimum, and you're lucky if anybody helps you. Uh, right. And so I, I really believe that government is more than that. I think that there's sort of this um, perception that government's bad, people that maybe don't like government, they say we should do away with it. But I actually think that government is the vehicle um, to subdue the earth. It's what's set in place to do the earth. And it's not perfect, but I do believe that there are components of the governmental structure on earth that reflect the governmental structure in heaven. We've just gotten way off track. Um, And we have a lot of the wrong people in the wrong places. Yeah, And so restoring that takes people who know how to pray and know how to hear from the Holy spirit, know how to get blueprints from heaven to start making this earth look like heaven. And then people start to see God in the built environment on earth. They start to see God in the government arena. And I believe that'll change people's perspective of government, that it's not all bad. It's actually quite possibly something that God actually really wants to use. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. So, so Johnny, I know this is something that you've been really purposeful about for a long time is helping people understand that they have roles to play in different areas. Um, but as we're hearing Jordan talk about this in his journey, like, what are you, like, what are, what are your thoughts on this um, from an encouragement standpoint to the people that are listening or just, you know, kind of your perspective? Well, you know, I just was listening to the last few words Jordan was telling us. I just love that. And and uh, about, you know, we'll say subduing 
that word subduing the earth can be taken wrongly until you heard how he described it. It's really subduing through, through service, through solutions. It's not through imposition, through control. And we do know, especially we've seen the overreaching of government in the last couple of years, that that cannot be a representation of, of heaven. But on the other hand, I have to frequently remind people, particularly when I'm speaking to government, that, you know, hev uh, heaven is not anarchy. It's not absent government either. And even if you read in Isaiah, speaking of Jesus when he would come, it says of the increase of his government, there would be no end. Uh, it would be ever increasing, actually, the language of it. Of course, it's his, the, the kingdom of God on earth. It's talking about that. But heaven's government is just so perfect that nobody notices it. You could say it that way, that, you know, wow. there's no there's no policing. There's no. Uh, there's no control measures. Obviously, all kinds of dynamics are different when you have access limited to those who uh, name Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But there is, it still is, it still is government up there. Things cannot be out of out of order. But it so serves the the function, the well-being of the people. There's really so much to consider and process in thinking of how heaven runs its government and how to uh, bring that down to earth from from just very uh, simple points of uh, you have a throne room as described to us that's not behind castle or thick walls or you have to go through guards or only a percentage a tiny less than one percent of the people can ever get there it's it's like it's the center of everything and everyone has access at all times and so and then there's an invitation to experience luxury majesty and glory and all at the same level of the king and that's how he runs his his government that's so different um that's so different from ours and i was thinking um you know uh, for for joran even i would like to hear uh, step in and, and kind of um you know pry a little bit into him when he thinks of kingdom cities Jordan, when you're thinking of, uh, you know, if you were speaking, and it's not that you haven't claimed to be the most senior, advanced, been there forever, city planner and all that, but just the principles you're operating on, the thinking process is so, so right. And and you, and you said both when you talked personally and you've said it here as well, that this is something that gives you joy uh, to process and think yeah. through. And, and, you know, is, is, if there's a city planner listening, I'm pretty sure some city planner will listen to this video at some point, if not multiple. If not, you know who you are. <laughs> if, if not multiple of them, it's a practical. They may be thinking, well, how how do I how do I practically bring him in? How how do I how do I start thinking and processing like Jorn is processing? Do you have any helpful uh, tips processing how 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 you do it that could really assist them in doing it? Yeah. I'm not assuming everyone is wired this way, but I know I'm wired for systems and it's really helped me implement systems on earth and through my work and at my job. When I pray for things, God rarely just answers the prayer. He typically gives me the system for it. Um, and that goes from everything from my health to neighborhoods that we're writing plans for and helping with developing. Um, one example would be I remember going into this meeting and this couple wanted to develop a piece of land and they had hit an obstacle with just about every government agency, with fire codes and zoning and just it was a no, basically. But I really felt 
God on this couple and on this piece of land. And I really just believed in what they wanted to do. So I closed my eyes and I had learned through prayer that God has systems for me that um, end up turning into solutions. And it looks like a blueprint, if that makes sense. So I just kind of closed my eyes and I saw roads going this way and that way. And I saw access points and I just laid it out on the table and, and let everyone know, hey, I think I think if we do it this way, it's going to work. What if we put a road here? We put an access point here. We line the homes up here. We can have this many units on this side, this many units on this side. This will solve the fire code issue. And everybody at the table was like, wow, this is actually, this works. They can wow. develop this piece of land that's now. Amazing. And, wow. and I knew it came from heaven. And so that's that's a practical example of where I just knew that God was very interested in the built environment. Um, and then there's there's also things like um, there's a there's a mathematical equations that work to make people feel safe. So if a street width is the same proportion as a building height, it sort of creates this outdoor room. Not many people realize this, but when you're in that sort of outdoor room environment, you do feel safe. You're more likely to interact with people. Your blood pressure. Your, your blood pressure is lower. Um, wow. It makes you want to hang out more rather than being in a sea of, of cars in a parking lot. It gives you a feeling of I've got to get out of here where if something has an enclosed sort of feeling, it makes people want to stay. And that contributes to community and quality of life and overall health. Wow. I, I and, love that. So, uh, yeah. I love that so much. Uh, just some things uh, I want to jump on there uh, that I've seen as well. When we've been among the nations, and and it's amazing how to make uh, how to make cities begin to reflect the kingdom in a greater way. You know, it's again, it's a new way of processing and thinking when we're not when it's not just the bottom line. We need to get them saved and and make make sure they have eternal security, but. Uh, you know, I'm not going to the stories for me right now, but I've, I've received a couple of keys to the city in nations and different other medals, um, awards for how it's changed the reality of the city. So I haven't been in, in the in the position of city planner, but I think Jordan is going into some real practical uh, matters. Uh, he talked about, you know, feeling feeling secure, feeling feeling safe. And yeah. that he's, he's looking for that. And so we have to realize that it is a kingdom objective if we have a, an influencing role, whether it's mayor, city planner, something related to all that. If we can make our cities feel safer, feel uh, uh, even joy, creativity there, um, feel nurtured, it really is in its own way. It is bringing the kingdom. And it is. It's, he's thinking through it. The Lord's given him kingdom systems to apply to it. And we just found, for instance, in, in this is mainly in the nation of Peru, I found out is just going after a whole transition of change that the nation went through. And what one of the, the starting points was for change in any, in, any, in any city and region was when the Central Park, you know, in South America especially, they often have central parks, plazas, they call them, uh, squares, central squares. And, and if they could make that feel safe, 
if they could make it feel attractive at you know, flowers, make it be a place where people especially feel safe and there is beauty there. That's probably something else I should add. There, you know, beauty, a place that has beauty, security, creativity. Those are bringing the kingdom to your uh, to your city. And this is yeah. uh, part of the thinking and processing. Join was just giving us one real practical uh, way of processing that I really loved. Yeah, I feel like one of the things that stood out, Jordan, that you said was, you know, kingdoms, systems that turn into solutions. And then as you were describing that with the streets, what I felt like that was really doing is you were creating, you were, you were getting systems from the Lord to create solutions to put into effect in a kingdom way so that the other people in the city could do that as well so that they didn't they weren't living under the fear or whatever like it's subconscious right like they don't even realize i don't like this area of town why i'm not really mm -hmm. sure so you're using heaven's systems to create solutions to give space for those citizens to get heaven's blueprint so they can create mm -hmm. the systems that god's called them to do so you're really empowering all of these other people in the areas that god has given them assignments and authority to speak into and i feel like that is we need more of that we need we need that in every city so um, yeah let me, so ask, as, let me ask go ahead let me, let me ask jordan another question because all right so this sounds you know it's very mundane secular sounding all this conversation but watch this so, Jordan, do you feel any spiritual warfare? Or is it just wide open? You never have a sense of the demonic or anything? Or do you, is, that, is that not true? Describe to us the spiritual atmosphere you have to process through. 100%. Um, I definitely feel uh, I'm up against some spiritual warfare. Um, it's hard for me to go into too much detail, but... <laughs> I, I definitely think that there is um, a spirit, a demonic spirit that resides over government, and I pray against it daily. I know what it looks like. I recognize it when I see it operating through people. Like yeah. we talked about this morning, there's a difference between a person and a spirit, but you can tell when someone's operating through a spirit, and wow. you, you learn practical ways to deal with that. You learn what to say. You learn how to conduct yourself. And then you also have to sort of uh, train yourself to keep your cool and to not react. Um, when you know what a spirit looks like and you know when it's operating, uh, it's tempting to uh, want to react. But I've found it's very powerful just to remain calm and cool uh, and to have as many friends as possible, um, not at the detriment of your convictions or your faith, but I'm not, I'm not going to go out of my way to burn any bridges. That's definitely something I've learned in my career over the last 10 years. Well, and in that, you know, part of our conversation, I, I understand, Jordan, not, you know, don't want to reveal, you never know what kind of full circle a conversation makes. <laughs> so he, he's trying to be wise in that process as well. But he has described as it being an intense battlefield. And so that mm -hmm. tells you itself. The, the size demon that he goes against, the size of the demonic atmosphere, he knows it's kingdom a kingdom battlefield. You know, if you if you if you don't get any, if you get no warfare over what you're doing, uh, then you're kind of like, uh, does the enemy even care that I'm that I'm over here? Well, he knows the enemy cares where where he's at, 
and some other, another part of, of the conversation, and I don't, I won't make him have to say it. He can comment uh, any, any more on it, but you know, he's, he's the only, um, we'll say he's the only kingdom asset in the whole arena and area that he's, that he, where he works. And he has some that have some uh, in, you know, I'm going to say traces of good because I don't want to say those are the words he, he said. But you're looking for kingdom allies in order to advance uh, the kingdom purposes there. And just like one puts a thousand, two puts ten thousand fight. We're having a conversation of how, you know, it would be so awesome if the body of Christ was motivated, so motivated as they are getting to more right now to recognize this as a mission field instead of thinking a mission field is just. I think, Chris, you might have said it just somewhere in yeah. Africa where you got to take off. If we would begin, you know, begin to recognize these places in government, just we've talked already places of media, et cetera, et cetera. But we're talking government. If we would recognize that, you know, how nice it would be. You know, Nashville is a city known for its Christianity, its churches and Christian music and everything. And yet he lacks assets around them, kingdom partners and assets. So there's a lot of uh, flying uh, solo and 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 again even even the church not really recognizing the value compared to what it is and it's not that he's not knocking any uh, any church he's associated with or whatever but yeah. it's just it's just a basic reality and so this this would be uh like wouldn't that be great if you had about five or six kingdom assets who thought like we're talking right now, Jordan, I mean, just, just speak into that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just, you know, outside of changing the spiritual atmosphere of where you work, the whole, what I've learned working in government is the whole game is the whole, gov the whole game in government is deception from the demonic side. And so what it is, is it's, it's creating this illusion that we're going to make better cities um, and make better policies and put these things into place but they really don't work um, and they make people believe that they do. And so what, you, what you're up against is a whole culture of people who believe this way, whether it's intentional or not, whether it's, uh, you know, subconsciously gotten into their system or they know what they're doing. I'm not sure, but the whole thing is based on deception. And so there really are practical ways to make cities more beautiful and more better for people. Um, and there's policies that actually work. But uh, not everyone is interested in that. In yeah. yeah, and I want to press into that a little bit more too. So like, like what you were talking about, Johnny, is so um, prevalent, I would say, in, in virtually every city where there's a lot of spiritual uh, warfare happening, right? But not a lot of kingdom opposition to that warfare. So imagine how effective the enemy is when that's left unchecked. Right. So I feel like what the real message behind that is, this is a call for people to step into government at every level. And we've talked about this before on some of these other podcasts where people think government means like the governor or president and anything. I'm not called to be the president of the United States, so I'm not part of government or Congress. But there are really important, critically important um, government roles at virtually every position. Those are in many ways sometimes more influential and can be more tactical. And so I'd love to hear from both of you guys actually 
that people that there's a lot of people that are listening to this that are kind of like, I don't know about government, you know, like I said, I'm not called to run for Congress. So I guess that's for someone else, but can you speak to the practical nature of having, as you said it, Johnny kingdom assets, you know, at city council, city planner, school board, like, like how important is that? We've talked about this before, but I just want to hear from you guys, like your thoughts on that. I'll jump in first and, and um, give Jordan some more time to formulate his his what he adds. Uh, you know, it, it's the scripture we've brought up multiple times. Doesn't mean whoever's listening, you've heard it. But Jesus, in his very first full message, said, "You are the salt of the earth." Mm. And if the salt has lost its savor, it is good for nothing but to be cast out and trampled upon. And so then he followed it up next verse, you are the light of the world and, and it cannot be hidden. It's not to be hidden under a bushel, under a basket, under a church steeple, but it shines for all. And, yeah. and then the way he, you know, the way he then told really the consequence of, if you don't do that, if the salt doesn't provide what it's supposed to provide, and you have to understand uh, salt was much more, um, it was something much more important in that day than we would. It wasn't just, yeah, you are the salt of the earth, pro provide a little flavor for the food. It was, you know, it was the preserver of meat. They didn't have refrigeration. They, they paid the Roman legions in salt, a man worth his salt. Uh, all kinds of expressions even came salary from the Latin word sal. Uh, it comes from the salt thing. So salt was a big, a big deal. And he says, you are the salt of the earth. And if the salt doesn't do what it's supposed to things will right. rot and you get trampled right. upon by what is rotting so wow. there's a uh, an incredible reality that in the city of nashville that if we did not have jor in there um we don't have a clear kingdom asset stopping rot there from the inside right. that's wow. just a real practical so we would like people to be uh you know hear hear the call and and understand from the lord yeah it's not um it, it, this is not a kingdom sexy position that increases your, uh, you know, your your followers and social media or whatever. It is right. practically standing in the gap for the kingdom of God is representing the king and doing just that, bringing the salt of his ways, his presence, his kingdom. Uh, just what, you know, every comment, prayer, it, it, literally the importance of this is and it's just hitting my spirit even now. And so, Jordan, I want you to know that as well is because you are uh, very possibly the only kingdom asset in your circle. Uh, you are the top representative of heaven there. So everything you think, process, do, throw away comments, your heart is absolutely um, it's not just vital, but it is responded to it is taken. There's attention taken to it. And, and so that's the wonderful thing of it. But the other thing is we no longer want to be this, particularly when there's no excuse for us being the minority. When, when we are already understand, let's say in America, 70% say I'm a follower of Jesus, but we can't get 1% to be um, in government because no, it's just not what, what we thought. And you don't have to know how to do a whole lot of other things. I mean, you got to be trained for these positions and whatnot in some way. I don't know if Jordan could speak into that or not, but it's, there is just having a heart to serve people and then knowing how to hear the voice of God and then doors begin to open. But I'll let Jordan add to it, whatever 
what whatever is stirring in your spirit there. Yeah, no, I definitely appreciate that. I think there's a real need for a call to people for people to get involved in government, like you said, whether it's as simple as joining a school board or or whatever it is. I, I know I'm probably biased, but what I'm sensing is that the arena that God is interested right now, most interested in right now, um, is government. If you look at what's going on in the world, it's all revolving around government. And it's not all a bad thing. Um, you've got opposing spiritual forces, but God's very interested in government and he's got his eyes on what's going on in government right now. And so having believers step into that role, I think is more crucial than ever. I think it's actually in right now and in, in today, um, today in history, I think it is more crucial than ever that believers step into the fullness of their calling and their giftings and their passion in the arena of government. Yeah. Wow. Right on. Wow. I feel like that is a perfect segue. Um, We're almost out of time. I just, I want to give you guys a chance for some final thoughts, but before, right before that, I just want to mention this event that is coming up is a very, very perfect expression of what both Johnny and Jordan have been talking about. Um, this event is for everyone, not just people that are government officials of some capacity. It is focused on the government and economy or business mountains. And um, we need more people to be thinking about this, even if they don't feel like they maybe are called to run for some kind of an office, there's still uh, a part to play. So Jordan is one of the speakers at this event. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. March 25th and 26th, there is ability to attend in person in Bend, Oregon. You can find information about that on the Restore 7 website. You can also attend from anywhere in the world um, digitally as well. And um, we expect to sell out in uh, Bend, but also um, both in person and digitally have full replay access. So um, even if you can't attend live right on that weekend because you're busy or something, still the best opportunity is to register, get those um, tickets now. If you've attended one of our events, you know this, but if you haven't, this isn't just a camera in the back of a room. Like this is a fully developed from the ground up um, a digital event. We really want people to have no barriers to interacting with others, connecting. There's ability to do networking as well as amazing content from people that are actually on the ground, boots on the ground, doing the work like Joran. So I just cannot encourage you enough to uh, attend this event. So you can find information in the show notes or at restore7.org. But as we wrap up, I'd love to just hear from you guys, any final thoughts. And then Johnny, I think it'd be awesome if you're willing to just pray over Joran and also um, city planners that are in local government all over the country that are listening or future city planners that are listening that are called to be city planners that need to you know, step into that role. But before we do that, any final thoughts, you guys, as we wrap up? Jordan? I don't have anything more to add this time well and you know i'll just uh, uh, say on behalf of um jorn as well and you know i know that it's important for people who are considering who are already in government this is what i found all around the world where we've gone and i've heard it through a conversation with jorn as well it's just for it to be validated um for 
you know, Jordan, for what he d does to be validated as ministry and mm -hmm. not as yeah. some secular call, that it's a kingdom mm -hmm. assignment, it's Come a on. kingdom position. This is this is one of the reasons we want you all to hear from Jordan as as well, because in him him sharing, uh, you will receive those of you who are there right now. Uh, I do know as well from having interacted really with hundreds and hundreds in government all around the world that there is a, a tremendous sense of isolation and and not feeling that they're in an important role unless they are, you know, the top of the food chain. And it's like, what am I doing here? And and for them to hear that God values what they're doing and that he considers it ministry and that it's important that they should uh, wake up in the morning and, and start the day understanding that this is as, as, as important really in general, more important than a pulpit position. Um, then this is part of the shift and change we want to help bring uh, for the body of Christ. So yeah, I want to, I want to uh, uh, pray and, and, um, and, you know, pray for Jorn as well as uh, he continues doing uh, what what he does. But um, yeah. let, uh, let me just, even though our time's out, I just ask, so Jordan, is, did that become kind of nice just to know that somebody besides just yourself believes that what you're doing <laughs> is spiritually important? 100%. It's, uh, it's more encouraging than you realize. <laughs> I, I, I know we joked, we had coffee this morning, and we joked about how... Um, and previously in my life, meeting with pastors, I'd let them know what I did for a living and that I believed it was more than just a job. It was a calling. And they'd sort of slap me on the knee or on the back and say, you know, just keep at it. One day you could be a pastor, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's so horrible. Yeah. So it is, it's, it's incredibly encouraging to have um, people come yeah. alongside and support you and, yeah. and realize that what you do is more than a job. So, yeah. Thank you. thank you for doing what you do. You're, you, you, what you're doing is what is, is shifting the atmosphere of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's fantastic. Yeah. And apparently that pastors thought he was going to get demoted uh, or something and have to be a pastor. Um, <laughs> oh, so they didn't realize the position that he had. No. Well, Lord, we just thank you for this time uh, to share together. Lord, I thank you for Jordan. I thank you for the call upon his life. And I thank you for the many things you have yet before him. I ask even at this time, Lord, that you would just open the heavens over him and release an increased anointing from the top of his head to the sole of his feet, Lord, that you yeah, would so uh, uh, impregnate him with the kingdom that it would just, uh, even as I experienced it, just come out of every pore of his body and that he would he would be able to walk you know, with his lights fully on, uh, not, you know, as you said, you are the light of the world. And so this is, this was your idea. It, mm. It's not, we're being humbled by, no, no, I'm not the light. No, you said you are the light of the world and we are to carry you as light. And I thank you for Jordan's ability to do that. Lord, I ask for increased favor on him in every way. I thank yes. you're preparing him even for as important as this position is, you're preparing him for so much more. And so, Lord, I just ask even that new angels, I think I see new angels being assigned to him at this time for advanced, uh, uh, advanced mm -hmm. promotions as well. And Lord, for those listening right now, I just pray that anyone who is involved in any level of what seems like mundane government, just 90 something percent of government jobs do seem very mundane and don't seem like they're important. I ask for that orphan thing 
that orphan spirit that comes on them to be uh, um, eliminated at this time and that they, they would be supernaturally charged for such a time as this so this mountain that's been either highly abandoned by the church or highly under recognized as a mission field yes. would even from those listening and participating mm. with the interaction with this um, with this conversation now that there would be uh, an igniting of their spirit at this time so that they would be able to advance and in an increased way uh, all kinds of kingdom solutions and surprises that would benefit their cities and then their regions and nations eventually thank you for that lord in jesus name we pray amen amen joran johnny thank you so much for pouring into this you guys definitely um, need to register for this event joran's one of the speakers so just encourage you to do that again you can find more information in the show notes or at resort restore7.org we hope to see you guys there. Thank you.